Hey y'all, today we are going to be talking about how to start when you're not ready or when you think you're not ready. And along with it comes an example of ourselves recently when we were not, well, when we thought we weren't ready. So how to start when you are not ready. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jessie Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Alrighty. So starting when you're not quote unquote ready, I think that this is a very common issue that people see when they're procrastinating or spending time doing, I'm going to say unimportant tasks just to avoid the one thing you should be doing to get started. And then it's kind of a mindset game, right? Like, why are you not doing it? Is it because you think you're not ready? You're scared? You have all those syndromes, imposter syndrome, and okay, I I, I can't think of any other syndromes off the top of my head, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like all the mental games that you're playing with yourself, telling yourself you're not ready when you just need to press go. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know I do in my business and in my life where I will know that I need to do a thing and I I will know deep down that I can do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there's that little bit of like, what if I can't? What if I don't make it? What if I'm not ready to make that jump? And um, so we, we find ourselves doing, you know, I'm going to adjust the copy on my website or I'm going to procrastinate or I'm going <laughs> to get on social media and pretend I'm researching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the specific example we have recently is we wanted to reach out to some of you all, our amazing listeners, and do some spotlight interviews right? So we had decided weeks ago we wanted to do this. And it was on me. I'll I'll take the blame here. (laughs) It was on me to do the reach out. And I just didn't. I kept saying like, well, but if I reach out, uh, I don't know what to say. When really you could just like make the ask, be a human. It's going to be okay. Like I knew that inside. And then it was like, okay, but what what if I ask, like what if I ask and they say they say, "Yes, let's do it now." And I'm like, "I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm going to ask you." So then that was my excuse. Yeah. Was, "Okay, sure, I can reach out and sure they could say yes and but I don't know what I'm going to ask them." Mhm. Like I knew a gist of what we were going to ask, but not like having a list of specific questions. And so finally, I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? It's kind of like when you're starting a business and you're doing all the things except the one thing we say you need to do, which is sell, which we can get to another example of that in a bit, but that's how I felt. And I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm just going to reach out. 
So I started reaching out to people, um, a few people scheduled, and guess what? We didn't even figure out the list of questions until a couple hours before that interview. Yeah. And guess what? It was fine. And it was fun. We had so much fun. It was fun. And I'm like, I cannot believe I procrastinated and put this off for no reason other than my own mental head games when I didn't need to. And when I just said, when you when you do it scared, which I think is something we hear a lot, like when yeah. I did it scared, it all turned out even better than I could have imagined. It was fine, plus more. Yeah. I think the the mental the head games, the mental space is a lot of business. We see that a lot in business where people mm-hmm. we say, "Well, why haven't you done this?" Well, because I'm worried or because I feel like or because I think. It's almost never, "Well, I don't have the software." <laughs> Or I don't have the, you know, I don't have the shipping set up. Like it's, it's almost never actually something physical in the real world. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I think I feel I'm worried. And so that being the biggest part of business in general, especially when you're trying to run it and run a home, I try to remind myself that I am always encouraging my kids to do new things and try new things and do things scared and that it's not going to be, you know, if you do it and you don't like it, fine. If you do it and you don't do good at it, okay. And I think as adults, we forget that. Like we regurgitate those words to our kids as moms, Mm -hmm. but we forget to do it ourselves. Yeah. We even have like a little motto or something that we're telling our kids all the time, which is we try things in this family. Yeah, I mean, mostly when I say that, I'm talking about the vegetables on your plate, but <laughs> but still, I'm try like, things. like when I make a meal, I'm like, we try things in this family. Take one bite of the beautiful <laughs> chicken your mother made you. I don't know. Like it's, I swear, every time I cook, and I'm so proud of my cooking, they won't even try it. We try oh, things in this family. The same thing. <laughs> um, it reminds me of this story that I had heard or read in a book or something like that. And it was about this guy who who was talking to his uncle, who was like a really successful businessman. And this guy was trying to start a business. And he's like telling his uncle, the really successful businessman, oh, yeah, today I'm going to – I think I'm going to go computer shopping and I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to find a a computer so that, you know, I can jot, you know, keep records of the sales and, you know, transactions and and records for the business and this and that. And the businessman uncle was like, okay, but how many clients do you have or how many customers do you have? And the guy's like, oh, none. And the uncle like was like, then you don't need to go computer shopping go find someone. Like, why are you going to go spend your time buying a computer with money you don't have for a client you don't have? Go out and find the client first. Yep. And this is kind of the same thing. It's like, why am I sitting here worrying about the questions I'm going to ask someone when I don't have anyone to ask those questions to? (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit like we talked about in our goal setting where we talk about really breaking it down to the actual next step. 
Yeah. You know, the next step is not figure out what you're going to ask. It's find someone to ask the questions to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. So on one of our spotlight interviews, which we're going to be um, editing those and piecing them out and um, doing some really great episodes coming up about them. But in one of them, I can share the person mentioned how she hasn't pushed forward in her business because she's tinkering on her website. And I was like, this is the same thing. And and that's the big thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if you are just getting started or you are seasoned in business, you are going to hit this. Yeah. Like just because Angela and I have been in business for years doesn't mean we're immune to the imposter syndrome, to the the fear of like like you said, what procrastinating? I wish I, I wish I could do that because this place is a mess. Um, yeah, I know. don't do it very often, but when I do, <laughs> the house looks great. <laughs> um, we are not immune to these things just because we've been in business for a while. So I feel like I've said this before that like sometimes I feel like when we do an episode here on the podcast, we're really almost like disengaging from our bodies and being our yeah. own therapists like yeah. <laughs> giving ourselves advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah i one day a few months ago i was procrastinating mm. uh, because i had something that i had to deal with in my business and i really really didn't want to deal with it and so i was like unloading reloading the dishwasher my husband came in the kitchen and just kind of looked at me and looked around at our very clean kitchen and was like putting something off at work <laughs> Oh, he called you out. <laughs> he did. And I, I mean, I needed that because I was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it It definitely is the thing that I still do in my business sometimes. And also with the website, like I don't get a lot of traffic to my website, but I still will find myself going and tinkering with it when I have other things that I should be doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what I really need to do? I really need to update that about me page. Nobody's no, seeing don't. my website right now. I don't need to go do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it. Yeah. It's just like, listen, guys, it, it doesn't matter. This hits us all. But if you just do the thing, it's amazing what can happen. In fact, in another one of – um another one of our spotlight interviews, we heard about a story about someone who was just doing things and failing fast, but learning from those experiences. So Mm -hmm. think about it. And actually, I just realized Angela has a great example of this. Um, There was a time when you were beginning your business and you had an interview with someone God, you know the exact one I'm mentioning. I interview, yeah, like like you were having like one of those discovery calls. Yes, it was awful. It was terrible. Um, It still makes me cringe. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where everything went wrong. Mm -hmm. Everything. My Wi-Fi was acting up. My kids were being loud. The dogs were being crazy. We got like two minutes into the interview, and this client was like, "Yeah, we're not doing this," and just like ended the call. And I was like, I felt so bad. And I messaged Jesse and I was in tears. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to run a business. Like, I can't do this. This just 
I don't have the internet capacity. My kids are not going to leave me alone. I don't know what I'm going to do. And of course, Jesse was amazing and right there and was like, it's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> Um, you know, they're going to forget about it. They didn't, by the way, I heard them give a speech and use that as an example later, like years later. I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about because that was me. Um, it was an example of what not to do in a discovery call, by the way. Mm. Uh, but I, yeah, but I, I got past it. Now I had a lot of support from Jesse, um, to talk me off the proverbial ledge, but I did. I, you know, I, got my kids settled. I kept pushing forward. I found new clients. My business is going great. But yeah, it was really, it felt like a huge setback when it happened. It felt like I'm never going to be able to do this. Um, you know, everything went wrong all at one time and I'm never going to be able to get past this. But I did. And, you know, I had to do it scared, <laughs> as Jesse mm-hmm. said. I had to go into the next discovery call scared to death that everything was going to go wrong again and just fortunately it it didn't <laughs> because you know most of the time it won't mm-hmm. and you know move forward well yeah and you you learn from that too because you you learned the type of person you do and do not want to work with like from that experience you learned that you only want to work with people who understand you're a mom first And it feels really scary, especially when you're beginning to like cut people off that would potentially pay you. But in the long run, it's going to be better. Had you continued working with that woman, you would have been so wound up every single time you got on a call with her or every single time you handed something over. Is she going to think that this is, you know, not good enough because of my kids? And like you would have just always been scared and wondering, and it would have been a terrible relationship. But now you learned that you upfront tell people, like you don't try to hide your kids. You're like, listen, I'm a mom of three crazy, wonderful monkeys. They're my monkeys because (laughs) this is my circus. And I love them. And I'm a mom first. Deal with it. And then most people are like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to that, I had tried really hard to pretend I didn't have kids and be very mm-hmm. professional. And, you know, I, you know, I'm a professional businesswoman. But after yeah. that, I was just I like I put it in emails when I would mm-hmm. when we'd schedule calls like I have three kids. You're probably going to see one of them on the screen. I put it in, you know, welcome documents and things like that, just so that people know that there are times that, you know, I may have to step away or whatever. Um, and it, so it did change the, my business, but definitely changed it for the better. Oh, for sure. So even if you start something when you're not ready or you're scared and things go absolutely quote unquote wrong, I'm going to say that because it only became better because of that experience. Um, it's, you just got to do it. Like what could have happened? Like, like I, I said earlier, when we were talking about our example, we came up with the questions that morning and then we went into the interview and it was awesome. It was so much fun. Like what could have happened? Well, let's see. We would have looked like a hot mess. The, Mm -hmm. you know, questions would have been terrible. The conversation would have been awful and we would have lost that person as a listener. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But guess what? Life goes on after all those things happen. You crash and burn and life still goes on. And I think that sometimes people feel like, especially working in the internet world, that the world is so small. It's not. It's huge. (laughs) 
Yes. Like it's yeah, so it like everybody big. Knows everybody. Yeah. Just because you flop with one person does not mean you're doomed to fail all business. Think about um, any store. Are you telling me that they've never had like a, a physical store or a virtual one? Are you telling me they've never had an angry customer that is like, I'm going to tell everybody not to shop here. This is awful. This is terrible. Never again. Are you telling me every single business does not have one of those people? Because I would beg to differ. There's always someone. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's always someone. And I I know at least around here that it's kind of almost a joke. Like, oh, no, you're not going to come back. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like the only option you have, but okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> but that's the thing in the online world is you're not the only option. So it can seem very scary. Yes. Yeah. It can seem really scary when, especially when you're starting out and you feel like every client, every customer is a really big part of your income or a really important thing, mm-hmm. you know, upsetting people or doing something wrong or messing up can feel like a bigger setback or failure than it is. Yeah. And in one of those spotlight interviews, she was talking about how she crashed and burned with a friend, like an existing relationship that crashed and burned. And guess what? I, I'm pretty sure they're still friends. They were able to talk through it. She was able to learn from the situation and she did something different the next time, which was, finding the right fit of people to work with. Yeah. Because it's not that everybody's a bad person, but that doesn't mean that they're all the right fit to work together. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this applies in all of the areas of your mm-hmm. business, not just like customer facing. You could be putting off looking at your QuickBooks for the first time this year in November because mm-hmm. you What's don't want to mm-hmm. see what that mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you could be putting off, you know, setting up that software that you know is going to make things easier, but it's going to be a big transition. It's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. It's going to be frustrating. So there are a lot of different things that I think we find ourselves putting off because we're afraid that something's going to go wrong or it's going to be a bigger deal than it actually is. Yeah. So we encourage you to whatever it is that you're doing instead of doing the thing you know you need to do yes just do it and do it imperfectly yes guess what Even- i looked back at those like the, the the reaching out that i did and i'm like i should have worded that differently but guess what yeah. people still said yes so <laughs> That's the important part. Yeah. Even if it's just one little step, even if it's just hitting send on that email or, you know, opening QuickBooks or (laughs) or publish on that only kind of okay website. Yep. Yeah. Just one thing to kind of start pushing you toward getting it done. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored. This is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.